0: Hi, everybody and uh, thanks for sticking with me apologies it has been uh, a while since my last uh, podcast I'm just super busy lots of uh, lots of travel but uh, no excuses nonetheless uh, today I'm going to talk about um, influence and influencer status and if you read the press you see this in kind of the in business to consumer marketing teams or CMOs and now starting to kind of question the whole influencer model. And whether you really get the uh, the bang for your uh, bang for your buck, but I think well, I think I believe the trend that I'm seeing certainly on on LinkedIn is that there are individuals out there who may well be trying to game the system, who may well be trying to beat the algorithm. And the, the thing with LinkedIn is a platform, it's the only one where they don't actually explain to you really how it works and um, what you should or shouldn't uh, shouldn't do. There's some uh, excellent independent research. Richard Vanderblom, uh, Andy Foote have curated lots of stuff out there to kind of explain where the system is and what LinkedIn is trying to do around engagement. But you know, from my perspective, you know, let's take a step back and look at what we're trying to uh, try to achieve here and influence. You know, it's an interesting concept, really, because what influences me versus what influences you two completely different uh, different things. I could see a Nike advert. You could see the same Nike advert, and that could influence us to do not buy the shoe, buy the shoe, have a different view on life, or whatever it might uh, might be. And within your own um, uh, network, you have your own sphere influence. If you sort of think about who influences you within your family, within your wider family, within your friends at work, etc. It, it's all very, very uh, subjective. And if one looks up the... Uh, definition of influence in the dictionary we've got a noun the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect uh, itself um so yeah a lot can happen within uh, within the word influence and what that means and who does who it influences uh, etc and so on um if we then go on to uh let's pause everyone is an influencer as i've just rambled through everyone influences everything that we do everything that we comment we share we like etc is influenced and what the challenge is in all of this is predicting who is going to be influenced by what to do the thing that you want them to do so in a marketing perspective and sales perspective Um, but certainly marketing top of funnel stuff it is. I want to influence people to uh, be loyal to our brands, to ultimately come in and buy our products and then continue to buy our products. And then also ideally influence other people to do exactly the the same thing. And that is the perfect scenario if we were able to understand that or more importantly predict that Then you're going to be in a very, very interesting, uh, interesting place, and I highly recommend uh, a book called Predictive Analytics by uh, Eric Siegel, where he goes into this in depth, but does it in a way that um, non-data science people, uh, such as myself, mere mortals, can actually understand uh, what is what is going on in the world and where where we're going to, how this is used in brand marketing, how it's used in uh, in politics, and it is all, as he refers to, the power to predict who will click, buy, lie, or even die. And the examples that he gives, just to try and give some context uh, around this, uh, it was a Scandinavian, I think Swedish or Norwegian uh, telco company had a, a, new, a new offer. So what they did is they, emailed their entire database of customers, um, the new offer. When they actually started going to the data, what they had found is that they had their longest serving uh, customers, if you will, who um, had bought everything they were gonna buy, were on the maximum um, subscription model or whatever it might be. Um, by actually emailing them the fact that there was a new offer, what they had done is woken up kind of their, their sleeping their sleeping customers. And they found that there was a higher propensity of those long-standing customers to actually leave uh, versus those who were maybe newer uh, newer to them or looking to attract uh, net new. And what they had realized they'd done, they'd actually woken up, as I said, the sleeping customers to the fact that there was a new offer. So this then maybe encouraged them to go and look, well, there's a new offer from my existing company who I've been with for a long time. Maybe I should go into the market and see what other offers are out there. And you and I know that if you are leaving a service provider, be it mobile or television or whatever it might be, typically that's when you can, you know, leverage the best, uh, the best deal and get a a price cut. So this got them to look into uh, influence and influencer, influencer marketing in terms of using marketing to influence your people to do what you want to do versus not what you want to do but also, more importantly, trying to segment that market to understand who they should target in the first place uh, so that you don't end up having a negative effect of the, um, uh, the campaign. And interestingly, Obama did this in uh, his campaign for president where they were using data sets to work out which, literally down to the street or block, they should go and door knock because they wanted to make sure that they were influencing people who were maybe you know, on, the, uh, on the line to do the right thing rather than actually by turning up, it would do the opposite and they would vote for um, uh, the opposition uh, opposition party. And it's a fascinating place that we're, uh, we're in. If we fast forward to today and Cambridge Analytica, you know, unless you've been hiding on a rock for the last uh, 18 months, uh, it was a fascinating insight into how data used, data that was acquired illegally of course, but how data was used from social media to help in theory allegedly uh, predict which people would do what they wanted to do from a, a voting perspective be it allegedly trump or allegedly the um uh, uh, brexit you know they had I- identified that swing vote or those those individuals who were on the fence as it were but then could work out what type of things were going to influence them in a way that would do what they wanted them to to do. So, you know, if you've seen Brexit and on Civil War um, on Channel Four if you're in the uh, in the UK uh, that that slim margin of people, and it was only a slim margin that um, the vote was won by in the grand scheme of things, was shown something like over a billion uh, over a billion uh, adverts around. Uh, immigration and this and uh, this and that which then meant these people went on to vote for um uh, vote for brexit so the great hack on netflix is is an an incredible eye eye opener if you take away what they were doing the actual science behind it is incredible and what they're able to achieve is is amazing but as i said it's it's causing all sorts of problems in the world today and kind of proves that maybe uh, social media, or rather, politics, is not um, equipped to deal with uh, social media at the um, at the moment. But whilst all of our influences are unique, one can argue that we do collectively sit in tribes of influence, which is why we support football teams or um, political parties or whatever it might be. Um, if you look up tribalism, tribalism implies the possession of a strong cultural or ethnic identity that separates one member of a group from the members of another group, based on strong relationships of proximity and kinship. Members of a tribe tend to possess a strong feeling of identity, e.g. iPhone, iPhone, iPhone versus Android, PC versus Mac, Salesforce versus Dynamic, Coke versus Pepsi, McDonald's versus Burger King, and so on and so forth. And if we bring this back to kind of the real world, so in, in B2B in terms of, you know, what we're trying to do, it's actually this collective tribe of influence and identity that one needs to create. For your intended audience to follow you, your team, your brand, and remain loyal, so they then go on to influence their micro networks and so on and so forth, or their tribes within the the tribes. You know, we are now all connected. The number two billion people on Facebook, whatever it is, Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, TikTok, Discord, Patreon, LinkedIn, Twitter. The list the list goes on. But we all connect with our own little networks within the um uh, within the network and what i'm referring to here i'm not referring to influence like an instagram influencer if you will which i think now carries uh, negative uh, connotations but you do all have that type of influence albeit maybe on a smaller scale and when i mean smaller scale actually it could be just one person that's all we need that's all i need i need one more person who is relevant to connect with me who wants to meet with me who i can then go and have a conversation with put in a proposal hopefully turn that into a, a win and then that's revenue in the uh, in the bank and then we move on we do a good job then they recommend or they influence their network that actually maybe uh, they should come and work with what with or uh, they should use um our services at dla ignites to help with you know social selling digital transformation within sales and marketing digital Digital Transformation Within HR, which is our new uh, new product we've just launched. But every single one of you who is generous enough to uh, listen to this, um, I'm assuming is because you like what I say, or you are influenced by uh, what I say, and you listen to that, and then hopefully that you use this knowledge and insight that you've gained uh, to then go on and influence your sales teams, your marketing teams, your friends, your family, whoever it might uh, might be. And that's, that's what this is ultimately all about, because you, I would imagine, making assumptions here, but you wouldn't recommend anyone or anything to your trusted network if it was going to risk damaging or even breaking that trusted bond. And this is, I think, what we need to kind of step back away from, is that human beings have been around a lot longer than technology, way longer than technology, and this concept of influence and trust has been around way longer than uh, the technology of today. What technology has done has made us more connected than we had ever thought possible. Um, as Gerd Leonhard, the Swiss futurist, says, "Science fiction is fast becoming uh, science fact." And you know, he goes on to you know, fascinating book, "Technology versus Humanity," which he wrote back in uh, in um, in twenty sixteen around all of this. But what we need to do, or rather, what you need to do and consider, is just just kind of get back to basics of of what this is all about. Um, not focus on the likes and the followers and it's interesting looking at what Instagram is now trialing and removing likes from news feeds. so yes the owner of the channel or the you know the, the feed can see what likes they're getting but their audience can't to try and drive engagement that's based on well the, this content's actually good rather than this content's got a million likes or a million views and um, Facebook's trialing the uh, the same now across other other things because this is what drives kind of fake news, if you've got a thousand likes, a million retweets, whatever it might be, it must must be good, right? But within your own micro networks, and for most of us that's what we're talking about because we don't actually necessarily get that level of engagement and you shouldn't be focusing on that level of engagement. All we need is to activate your network of influence that is immediate to you or actually ideally within your customer base. They will have a network of influence, and this is all done by you know sharing interesting, insightful uh, content to then drive that conversation uh, conversation through. And you know this this takes time. This does take a bit of effort. Yes, you can use automation tools such as you know, Hootsuite, Buffer, employee advocacy tools to help drive this in large organisations. Social Dynamics, Smarp, uh, Elevate social uh, I mean there are loads of, them, uh, loads of them out there and you know to kind of quote fat boy slim but not quite you know his his uh, eat sleep rave repeat well actually it's post engage connect repeat is what we are are looking to do there is after all no golden goose in sales and marketing or if there there was then um, well I'd be a very rich uh, a rich person what there is 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 only trust and this is what i want you to just just take that step back and start kind of think about who in my trusted network that maybe you're not connected to and you should connect to on linkedin or follow on twitter because if you can get them to start to reshare or comment or engage on your content there'll be one person or two people within their network who is in that same kind of let trust levels they will start to see you and then if these people start to see the other sort of sphere influence that you sit in uh, this then may drive them to uh, to engage uh, further with you and you know from my perspective whenever whenever clients ask us or ask me it doesn't really matter you know what does success look like i always kind of throw back to them well have you even asked this question yourself ignore ignore in terms of I'm looking at the likes and the comments and the engagements, have you actually decided what you know, what is the output you're trying to achieve? Is it to generate net new connections? Is it to raise brand in a new market? Is it to drive recruitment? Is it to switch the perception of your organisation or your brand in a particular niche industry? Whatever it is. And if you haven't even answered that basic question or thought about that basic question in terms of well, why are we doing this in the first place, then you cannot possibly begin to understand what success looks like and I give an example my previous life uh, the marketing team created you know brilliant video it was very very it was a great video there's no 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 doubt about it and it was you know a marketing tool and a branding tool and I think they got 300 400,000 views on YouTube which was the largest amount of views at that time in the particular industry and everybody was very excited about this but my immediate reaction back to the team were okay that's all well and good but who are the views? Where's the inbound saying, I've now watched this video, that's really interesting, and I now want to find out more in terms of how you can help. And there was kind of this silence, and there was, okay, well, that's not what we're focusing on. We're focusing on just getting the brand out there. Okay, well, okay, you got 300,000 views, that's, that's great. But if these are 300,000 views, um, could be Russian bots for all we know, but if these are 300,000 students who are never gonna buy what we do, then, that's ultimately a complete waste of time, uh, or 300,000, whatever it might be. So when you're looking, especially the changes in the algorithm at LinkedIn, which I'll come into in a minute, which is starting to really drive this and you do need to understand that, I would far rather get five, ten likes on a LinkedIn post from CMOs of large organizations, be it professional services, big tech companies, whatever it might be, than say a 1,000 likes, or even 500 likes or 500 views uh, from people in the retail sector now we operate in the retail sector but I don't operate in the retail sector so uh, if all my content is engaging in that space and I'm just focusing purely on the numbers I'm like yeah this is working really well but I need to actually start to interrogate those numbers and go well, where is it working because if it's engaging in the wrong place and I'm influencing the wrong people or not influencing anybody because it's they're never going to buy from uh, from me then those metrics start to become hopefully you can see completely irrelevant and you need to start doing something about it so you know basic level whenever you post something on linkedin start to look at what the data tells you even on the free version you get some insight in terms of profile uh, profile views views of the actual post uh numbers and by job title and if this is this is all wrong then you need to go to marketing and go. This isn't working because the wrong people are looking looking at my post. Or you need to look at your network. You need to look at how you're leveraging uh, hashtags to start to move your influence into the right space. And it could well be, and we see this time and time again, that you or your sales teams or your accountants or lawyers or whoever it is it doesn't matter because actually everybody's got a network. Is that you're not connecting to your clients, so they're never going to see your content to engage with it to then be able to influence. Uh, their network and just to kind of conclude on all of this you also do need to understand how the algorithm is now allegedly starting to work on LinkedIn as I said they do not publish this uh, in terms of whether the ins and outs of it but research done and I will um, uh, you know I post on this regularly on my various platforms I'll add it in the link to um, uh, this uh, this podcast or you can't, if you want to message me, connect with me, whatever, I'll happily send it to you, not a problem. The, what they're doing in terms of engagement or influence is they're trying to give back to the person on the street, if you will. So Bill Gates shares something and he gets a like, he doesn't care. Uh, if you share something and you, and you get a like, then you don't come back into LinkedIn, so they can't prove engagement, so they can't then sell eyeballs, so they then can't sell more adverts. So what they're trying to do is give back to you or I in terms of um, that engagement. But yes, this is driven by an algorithm, but also driven by human beings. So when you are originating a post, you have to leave a couple of hours between the first post and the second post. Because whilst the system and the humans are deciding on the first post, if you post the second post too quickly, it'll get suppressed. So it'll never get seen, it'll never go anywhere, and that has been a waste of, uh, a waste of time. Where LinkedIn is offering the biggest reward is on likes and comments. So the more you like and comment on other people's content, that's not in your network, uh, but in relevant, in obviously in, a, in the relevant industry or the relevant job titles and sectors that you want to be in, that's when you get the biggest reward in terms of um, uh, pushback from the platform. Uh, how you can start to move around into uh, into new networks. Uh, leveraging hashtags is absolutely critical. And again, I've got all these videos on my YouTube on how you can uh, you can do this. But the key thing is actually, ironically, less is more. Um, Engagement, like, comment is uh, key. Uh, Articles don't seem to be doing so well now, so if you publish a long-form article it doesn't do so well. Uh, There seems to be this view, um, I haven't really seen it, but some people do say that if you post with an external link that doesn't get as much engagement as native content on the platform because obviously LinkedIn doesn't want you leaving LinkedIn and uh, in terms of video, native video is way stronger than links, Vimeo is supposed to be okay, if you use YouTube links it kills it, it goes absolutely nowhere and um, I have Tested this myself, posted two videos, exactly the same videos, one natively and one on uh, linked to my YouTube channel, and the YouTube one died. I mean, I think what five views. Normally I get two, 3,000 views on my videos, so I could tell that, yep, the LinkedIn link. LinkedIn doesn't like YouTube for whatever reason. So you do need to consider uh, and also get your marketing teams to understand this when they're driving uh, content to drive influence that some of the stuff may not be going anywhere because the system is just deciding that it's suppressing it while it's waiting for... Um, the uh, the first post to see whether they're any good but coming back to all of this the key thing is everybody has influence you can be an influencer but don't focus on the volume focus on the quality and the data analytics that you now get to be able to ascertain whether your uh influence is landing in the right space Uh, as ever thank you very much for listening i do hope the volume was okay on that one Um, i have tested and tested and tested And it all seems working fine at this end. If it's not, then drop me a note in the comments section or whatever it might be. But uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you are in the world, uh, great to have you listening to this. As always, thank you very much. And until next time.